This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, people often running on this Saturday, January, is it January 6th? I think it is. 2024. Happy New Year to everyone. Merry New Year. As they say, uh, how's everybody living? How's everybody feeling on this big Saturday afternoon? The forecast calling for some snow. You got some football on the TV. You got some snow. No reason to go anywhere and certainly no reason to go anywhere for the next three hours. Big Saturday afternoon show. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Do we have enough to talk about today? Do we have enough? Of course we do. And of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can find me on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, on uh, TikTok, at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, right here on your radio until noon, along with Harvey and Joe, as always. And let's start today at the end. Let's the beginning of the show be about the end. And that, of course, would mean, well, at least for the Jets and Giants, this is the end. The season finales for both this week. And if I could have told you when the season began, if I had the old Biff's Sports Almanac at the beginning of the season, I could tell you, hey, this is how this season is going to go. This is where you as a fan would be at. You, where, where are we going to be at? Well, I guess you'd have to say for the Giants, they're right back at square one. Back at the drawing board, so to speak. All of the hope of last year, all of the promise, all of your expectations after the way last year went with not just making the playoffs but winning a playoff game really just kind of flushed down the toilet with the way that this season has gone and you feel like it's, it's more of the same old, same old. And, and when it comes to any organization where it's the same old, same old, that's the Jets' brand. That's their identity. Same old, same old. That's our thing. They stole our move. At this point, what can you say about the Jets? Even by Jet standards, this season was a complete fiasco. It, it started with a rerun. The season premiere is never a rerun, but with the Jets, the season premiere was a rerun. Going into the season with Super Bowl hopes and dreams only to lose your quarterback to an Achilles injury? I've seen that one already. Followed by the return of Zach Wilson, the loss of the Cowboys, another loss of the Patriots. What else is new? And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, like like a, a dream in the night, all of a sudden you have the one game, the one perform Zach Wilson against the Chiefs. He plays like the, the number two pick in the draft. Now, not right away. They were down 17-0 by the time it happened. And not the whole game because he did fumble away the Jets' last chance. But for a split second there, there was some real hope. It was like the stars were aligning. Was it fate? Was it kismet? No, it was a fluke in another lost season. But here we are. Final week of brutal seasons for the Jets and the Giants. And the popular question that I've heard this week. What should Jet fans be rooting for? What should Giant fans be rooting for? Should Giant fans want to beat the Eagles? Should Jet fans want to win against the Patriots? Should fans be more concerned about draft position? Should they say the hell with draft position? And just give me a win against these hated... 
hated rivals. The Eagles, who have just bludgeoned the Giants here over the last few years. The Patriots. I don't even need to say anything more than that if you're a Jet fan. Well, let's start with the Giants. Because the Giants, from after the point of the, the whenever that game ends against the Eagles, whatever time it is, the only mission, well, not the only mission, but mission number one, the number one thing on the, la- uh, on the list, the long list of things to accomplish this offseason is they have to find their long-term solution at quarterback. That's, the, that's job number one for Joe Shane. That's job number one for Brian Dable. They ha- they're going into year three. They have got to find, at the most important position on the team, they got to find their long-term solution. It clearly is not going to be Daniel Jones. It's clearly not going to be Tyrod Taylor. It's clearly not going to be Tommy DeVito. They got to figure out who that person is. And that's the best case scenario for them to finally land that guy. And this seems like, by all reports, is a draft that is stocked with real quarterback talent at the top. And it's not just about getting one. It's about getting the right one. And make no mistake, this might be the last chance for Brian Dable to get that guy. As I used to say about Tom Thibodeau after that second year, if year three looks like year two, there ain't going to be a year four. You already heard this year pressure on Brian Dable. And this is after last year where they went to the playoffs and won a playoff game. So, and you know what's going to happen. If they don't find their long-term, if they just go about building the team or their quarterback, they weren't in love with any of the guys and they stick with Daniel Jones, you know what you're going to hear. We're already in year three, the great offensive genius Brian Dale. What are we doing, trotting Daniel Jones back out there? So to me, if you're a Giant fan, I get it's the Eagles. I get you want to end the season with a win. You just want to sit down and watch. You're not going to root against your team while the game's going on. But the path forward is clear. What does a win get you outside of three hours where you can delude yourself into thinking, you know what? It's not that bad. And that sounds crazy. But we already saw that happen in the course of the year. We already heard that when the Giants won their three games in a row against nobodies. I guess the Packers were halfway decent win. All right, fine. You beat the pick. You beat the Patriots, you beat the Commanders again. You know, playoffs are not an out of the realm of possibility. People were saying that out loud on the radio for other people to hear them. This is not down in the basement just shouting it into a pillow. No, they were saying it out loud. Terrific. So clearly the best path forward, I know you don't want to hear it, I know you don't want to live it. You want to be out of this this, this rut that you found yourself in as a Giant fan. But yes, clearly the best path forward is to have a top five pick. Well, you know, you you hear this all, well, you know, just because you have a high pick uh, doesn't guarantee you're going to get a good quarterback. In the words of 13-year-old Gordon Damer, a duh. Yes, we know that. 
Nothing guarantees anything. There's nothing, there's no plan that's a hundred percent. Nothing works every time. Even Sex Panther, that only works 60% of the time. But how do you increase your odds? Draft the higher up you are, yes, maybe it doesn't increase your odds that greatly, but it increases the odds. Do you want better odds or do you want worse odds? And all the time you'll hear about when you bring up about drafting a quarterback up high. Well, there's other guys, right? Jalen Hurts was taken in the second round. Dak Prescott was taken in the fourth round. Yeah. Are there exceptions of guys outside of it? Yeah. But those are higher exceptions. The rate of the hit rate on finding a quarterback outside of the first round is significantly lower than finding the guy inside the first round. The year Jalen Hurts got drafted, yeah, he got drafted in the second round. Do you remember the other guys who were taken after the first round? Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm, Jake Luton. I don't even know. That sounds like a made-up name. Cole McDonald. This sounds like Madden on franchise mode in like year 17. These don't sound like real names. They're real names. They're real names. Yes, do you remember the guys who were taken outside of the first round who were hits? Yeah, you forget about all the other guys. You forget about all the other guys. So actually, yeah, you do kind of have to draft a quarterback high up. The Giants do. I don't know that I have total confidence that they'll nail the pick if they take them top five, but I have more confidence in that. And then if they say, you know what, we're going to wait to the third. There's a guy we like in the third round. No, 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 no. The Giants need to get a quarterback. And the best chance of doing that is with a higher pick, a top five pick. Not picking eight, not picking nine, not trading away assets to move up when all they got to do is just lose to the Eagles, something that they've done pretty regularly. So the Giants should be drafting a quarterback. And let's be honest, the Jets should be too, but unfortunately for them, Supreme Leader forbids it. You know who I'm talking about. Now, on the Jets side of things, what should they do? They've lost 15 straight games to Bill Belichick. Last thing you're going to do is root for another loss to Bill. This is, last, this is our last chance to beat this guy. At this point, aren't you numb to the damage? I mean, it's been 15 and a half years. Or, excuse me, 15 games. Seven and a half years as opposed to eight years. I mean, is it really that much? If, if you lose again, is it really going to pain you that much? Aren't you at this point just numb to the damage? If I were a Jet fan, I would want a shot at the number one offensive lineman on the board. Not number two, not number three. I want the number one guy. And Joe Douglas has done his best work with his highest picks. Now, has he gotten all the high picks? No. He blew the second pick in the draft. Again, no plan is foolproof, but where are the odds better? The odds are better higher up. And here's what I know. Any team in the NFL that's bad for a long period of time, there's one way forward. It's the draft. That's why NFL fans of bad teams, that's why we love the draft. It's the one time, the one time of the year where you can have some actual hope. Now, do those hopes sometimes get extinguished? Yes, Absolutely. You're a bad team. 
you're a bad team. But where are the odds better? Even if it's just slightly better. I want something for tomorrow. If my today stinks, I want to look towards tomorrow for it to be different. How is it different? With a better draft pick. That's all to be, all that you should be looking for towards this season that's left is for it to be over. Let's just end it. That's where you should be. And then hoping for a better day somewhere in the future and hope that your, your pain now leads to your, your excitement and your, your, you finally realizing some actual success down the road. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So coming up, um, if you are someone who's on the other side, who thinks, no, no, Gordon, you're wrong, and I'm going to tell you what, certainly, 1-800-919-ESPN. But coming up, I'll tell you why, if you're arguing the other side, you're dumb. Uh, I don't know. I, look, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be that blunt, but I, I don't know another way to say it. It's dumb. And speaking of dumb, if somehow the Jets win tomorrow, the Giants win tomorrow, I am going to predict the dumbest point people will make. I can see the future. I have I have eyes into the into the universe. I can see the future, and I will tell you what the dumbest point people will bring up out loud. On the radio, on the TV, in the newspapers, online, the dumbest point people will make. And I'll tell you what that is coming up. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. We've been talking about the uh, the Jets and the Giants and this idea. I, I don't know what people are talking about. Well, I, I want my team to win the fight. What? For What? The only thing you should want out of this season, again, is for it to be over. And, and just in terms of the right now, forget about the long term, in the immediate time that we're talking here, just want it to be, I just want peace. I just want to be clear and free and watch the playoffs and not have to worry about my team every single week getting hammered. But you know, you know, the Dumbest point that someone will bring up if, on only if, the Giants win or the Jets win this week. And, and there's no guarantees of either. Someone will say, well, sure, it hurts their draft stock, but maybe this win can carry over to next year. Maybe this is a sign of things to come in the future. You know somebody's going to say, now, will it be dumb? Absolutely. But that won't stop people from saying it. Think about all the dumb things people say, myself included. There's plenty of dumb things every single week we talk about. And absolutely somebody will say, oh, it was division game. You know, the Giants beat the Eagles at the end of last season. That gives us a good head start on next year. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You know what gives you a good head start on next season? A top five pick. A top five pick. You know what gives you the, the Jets a good start? The number one offensive tackle on the board. Not number two, not number three. And it's the difference. We brought this up probably about a month ago. It's the difference between short-term thinking and long-term thinking. Do you want to be satisfied in the moment? Or do you want some actual satisfaction? And unfortunately, a lot of times, like this week is the hardest week to pick because you don't know who's going to be motivated. Guys are, it's almost like a second bye week. That's what it's like. 
with the exception of a couple of games, a lot of teams are just using it as bye weeks. And you can see the motivation of coaches who know they're going to be fired. They're going to stick it to the organization. Like, it would be perfect for Belichick. You think Belichick cares about what the future draft pick is for the Patriots if he's not going to be there? Of course not. So you can see coaches about to be fired sticking it to the team that's about to fire them. But here's the good news. Dable and Salah are not going anywhere. And, and next year, we can all be in agreement. Next year are absolutely prove-it kind of years for both. For the Jets, Woody Johnson might not say it, but next year you have got to make the playoffs. No ifs, ands, or buts. Write it in stone. Write it on the faces of, the, of, uh, of Mount Rushmore. Write it wherever you want. The Jets must make the playoffs next year or everybody's going. Clear house, soup to nuts, start to finish, up, down, and every other way. And for the Giants, I don't know that there's a playoff mandate, but next year you need to see some real improvement. You have to see at least that the plan is coming together. Maybe not fully formed, but development, development. So next year are big for both. Uh, if it were me, if it were my team in the situation, and it has been my team in the situation many, 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 many times. Many times it's been my team sitting there last week of the regular season, nothing to play for, except are we going to be picking six or are we going to be picking 11? And I would tell you I rooted exactly the same way. Give me the draft pick. In the NFL, more so than any other, if you're going to make it out of the, 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 the muck that you're in year after year, you're going to do it through the draft. You have to nail your draft picks. And you have a better chance of doing that with a higher pick. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's start things off with uh, Sean. Sean is in Queens. Sean, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? I, I I got a few I got a few questions and I hope somebody can answer. All right. Um, I hope so too. I like the Jets. I'm not a big big Jets fan, but I like okay. the Jets. And I, you know, I'm from New York, so I do want New York teams to be successful somewhat. But my question is to the Jets fans and to the Jets fan base is that you got Aaron Rodgers. Good. Mm-hmm. What are, what is the plan going forward? When you go into next year and you don't have a backup to for for Aaron Rodgers, just in case, just in case the man get hurt again, not for the year, let's say for a couple of games. We saw this year that it was a couple of quarterbacks that got hurt that's much, much younger than Aaron Rodgers that can move out of harm's way fluidly and they still get hurt for a couple of games. What is the plan going forward? And all the, and, and and also, what is the plan going forward? Uh-oh. And and into the draft when you get get another weapon for this guy Garrett on the other side, and we know the offensive line needs to be uh, rebuilt and put together to the point where we got to protect Aaron Rodgers. But then who is he throwing the ball to? Who is he throwing the ball to? And then on top of that, like I said, I got a few questions. Then on right. top of that, uh-huh. Salah and and I like Salah. I like Salah. Salah and the coaching staff get rid of a Joe Flacco. Look what he's doing right now with the Cleveland Browns. 
just look what the guy's doing. Yeah. If, if he would have probably started at the beginning of the season, he probably would have been one in a race with an MVP candidate. Like, how are you not evaluating this guy enough to know that he still has a skill level that can help you win games? That makes no, absolutely no sense to me. The guy is balling out at Cleveland Browns, and you let him walk, or either that you let him walk, or you didn't develop him, or you didn't prepare. He's a vet, but you didn't prepare him, or the coaching staff really don't know what the heck they're doing in that daggone Jets room. Well, look, Sean, you brought up some good points. You had a lot of them there, and uh, yeah, right? I mean, if you would have, I was saying before, if I could have told you how the Jets and Giants season would have gone, if I would have told you at the beginning of the season, final week of the regular season, the Browns are going to arrest Joe Flacco because they uh, they already have the fifth seed locked up. What? They did what? Who They're arresting Joe Flacco? Yeah, that would have been a little odd. Uh, look, in terms of the Jets, it, I think the plan is, there's some parts of it that are clear. Clearly the Jets in the draft this year, lock it in, wherever they're picking. They the, the number one job they have to go about is fixing the offensive line. And it's last Lex, baby. This is bottom of the ninth time for Joe Douglas. He's, he's taken a lot of swings. He's had a few hits. He's had a whole lot of misses. And the offensive line is as bad now as it's ever been. It's, it's unbelievable that the thing that was a huge issue when he walked in the door and has been a huge issue every single solitary year could have all these sorts of assets and and resources pointed to it, and it's still as miserable as it's ever been. So job number one is going to be to fix the offensive line. That is clear. And if you do that, that that helps your, your quarterback. That helps Aaron Rodgers stay healthy, and he's not running for his life like he was at the beginning of this year. And the quarterbacks the Jets have had, whoever it's been since then, I think that they will take – Another run at seeing if they can land Devontae Adams. I don't know what it's going to cost to get him, but I think they've already, you've already seen reports that they are, they took a run this year. I think they'll certainly take another run in the, uh, the offseason. The question is clearly they have to get a better backup because in case Rodgers does get hurt next year, maybe not, maybe not as serious, hopefully, but who knows? Uh, he, he might get sacked and have to miss a game or two. You have to have somebody better. We all agree. They had that that was maybe the, the biggest mistake they made this year was relying on Zach Wilson and relying on the on the quarterback room that they had, Tim Boyle and and uh, Trevor Simeon. The question there is will Supreme Leader allow them to go and get who is it going to be? I don't know if Supreme Leader is going to allow them to just get the best available backup quarterback. I don't. He might not like that. You don't want to. You don't want to anger him. So there are many questions that we will uh, we'll find out the answers to this offseason. Let's go to Dave. Is in New Milford. Dave, what's going on, man? Hey, Gordon. How are you? Happy Saturday. Same to you. Hey. So listen, I, I'm 34 years old. Be 35 end of this month. I've been a Jet fan since I was six years old. You ask my family and friends, I'm always the optimistic fan. But, uh, you know, after this year, next year I'm going in, I'm demanding playoffs. It's either that or, you know, you got to blow it all up. Jet, big, biggest fear as a Jet fan, blow it all up, fire everyone, and we're back to square one. As Matthew McConaughey said in the True Detective, time is a flat circle. But uh, with me, 
There's no more excuses. There's no more, oh, the quarterback's hurt. The offensive line isn't great. We don't have anyone lined up next to Garrett Wilson. Oh, the defense is tired. None of that BS next year. It's either win or go home. Win or blow it all up and burn it down. Um, it starts with the draft. I think first and third round, got to go O-line. Got to look for some playmakers and free agency. And for the love of God, can we please get a backup just in case of emergency? I just think about if Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback this year, how different this season would be. Um, thanks for letting me talk, Gordon. Have a great rest of your day. All right, Dave. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for making the call. Yeah, yeah. they have to get somebody. Uh, I don't know who Rodgers is going to approve, but um, they have to have somebody there that in case – I mean, what what is it? The stats, 61 different quarterbacks have started games this year. Even good teams, even playoff teams, they've had to go to their backups. Um, So even if you're a playoff team next year, you might have to go whoever that number two is, and you don't have that number two right now. They cannot stick with Zach Wilson. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. So they'll have to, to figure out something different there. But um, they have they, they got to fix the offensive line. That one has to be done because if you don't do that, none of the other plans are going to matter. That's where it all starts. They've been trying to do it for, for many years, and you're right. Uh, in terms of next year, there are no excuses. No excuses whatsoever. You, the, the Jets must make the playoffs. And if they don't, if it's clear, you know, it's so funny because – Think about the situation you find yourself in this week. Jets, Patriots, and there's one coach who's on the hot seat. And there's one coach who's already been told, no, no, you're safe. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the, the, the guy who's closing in on being the winningest coach of all time with all the Super Bowls and all the division titles who's hammered the other team. No, no, he's the guy who's on the hot seat and the other guy is safe. So uh, they, they have got to hit the ground running next year and next year is bottom line year. Uh, and if it if it does not meet, and I would say it's not just about making the playoffs. You have to see some. It has to be about a deep playoff run. But let's walk before we can run. And the next year, there's no excuse. There are ways that you could make the playoffs, and and I guess if things don't go, if you lost your first playoff game, who knows? I, maybe there's some scenarios where the the coaching staff or the GM could still be saved. But if they don't make the playoffs, that one is drop dead. If they don't make the playoffs, it's over. Everybody goes. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. So coming up, we'll talk more about the football as we head into the final week of the regular season. But did you see what the Knicks did last night? Did you see what the Knicks did last night? It's amazing how much can change in a week. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Here's the deal. Like, we spe- I spend on this Saturday show a lot of time we have talking about the Jets. They have been a major story all year. They've found ways. I don't know how they've done it, but they have. Each week, they give you something to talk about. So when I talk about them or I post a meme on Twitter, people uh, attack me. Jet fans, attack me. You, you're so negative. You're just a troll. You're just this. What would you have me say? It would be one thing if I was the one person making fun of the Jets over the course of the... Everybody's making fun of the Jets. And, and I get it. It's sensitive to you because you're a fan. 
But take, let's take us both out of it, right? Let's take me, the Dolphin fan, out of it, who you think is a troll. Let's take me out of it and take you out of it. What are other people saying? They're all saying the same thing. Every single week, the Jets, against all odds, figure out a way to uh, embarrass themselves and embarrass their fans. And it's not just the losses. Because in, the Jets have certainly had far less successful seasons than this one. If they win tomorrow, they have seven wins, right? They've got six wins right now? They've had far But this one, in terms of embarrassments, no-show performances, letting you... I mean, time and time again for what you thought coming into the season. So here's the deal. It's not my fault. I'm just pointing out what everyone else sees. If it's sensitive to you, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Artie's in Brooklyn. Artie, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Glenn. It's technical, but happy new year. Same to you. Hey, listen. In the beginning of the year, you said the Jets were going to make the playoffs. I did, absolutely. Right. So as a, as I, a, I said, I said I thought they'd still be in the mix even after Rodgers went down. Right, right. And I, as a fan, I think the only thing you can do is start the season and say, "Are we talented enough to compete and make the playoffs?" And we did. We were. We were as talented. They were. They're projecting this team to go to the playoffs. What I hated was one of my defensive players comparing them to, like, the 85 Bears. Let's relax a little bit, dude. <laughs> yeah, and then our head coach, who hasn't won a freaking one playoff game, Dick telling everybody that there's six teams that can make the Super Bowl, and he's one of them. Really? Really? Yeah. Just shut up and play, dude. Uh, it, right? I, I, you, that that aggravates me, too. That's a, that's a very much an old-school thing that I, I, I right. think you're the same way. Like, don't tell me. And, just show me. Yeah, and if it was if it was one of these things, look, we all went into bed with the, with the Rogers thing. If you, I'm, I'm sure ninety percent of the of the fans loved it. Listen, I was there opening when he came out with the flag. It was freaking going crazy, and then it's typical like you know jet thing that you, the silence that you heard at the as the as he's leaving the you know going to the sidelines. It just reminded me of the Testaverde thing all over again. Yeah, absolutely, but to criticize and go nuts on Douglas for not getting a backup quarterback. When I said, let's go trade for Cousins, you look at the team. Look, his biggest mistake wasn't getting the backup quarterback. His biggest mistake was having Brown and Beckham. I agree with you. But then it's not that. It's, you know who their backup was? Their backup to that tackle was their guard. So they were willing to move their guard to tackle so their backup's tackles couldn't play. You can't go into the season like that and stop Douglas to be an offensive lineman. And then, above all that, our first rounder, look, Seattle's playing with a, a fifth-round pick or whoever did to make it. Our first rounder didn't see the field. We, we got hustled by the Patriots and the Steelers and then we we panicked and took an edge rusher that we didn't need. <laughs> this dude, you better not side off. This dude better be taking his place or else that is the all you need to know about Douglas. And look, we can't fi- 
more year, like you said, to make the playoffs and watch this thing happen. Who is going to be their backup quarterback? It's got to be either Brissett. It's got to be either Tannehill or somebody like that. But if Rodgers goes down again, come on. Let's be realistic. It's over. It's not Rodgers everything to this team. Yeah. No, I get that. And thanks for the phone call. Look, I'm not saying if Rodgers goes down in game one again. Yeah, I think – and he's gone for the season – you're probably screwed and you're not going to make the playoffs, even if you do have a good backup. But I think it has to be the type of thing where if Rodgers misses a game or two, if it's something a little bit more minor where he's missing a couple of games, a lot of these teams, you're going to have to, you're going to have to make do and try to win games while he's gone. But yeah, if he, if he were to go down in, in week one again, which would never happen. Of course not. That would, that wouldn't happen to the Jets. No, of course not. Uh, you're, you're going to be kind of screwed. And I agree with Artie. The number one mistake that the Jets made this year was going into the season thinking that those two tackles were going to hold up over the course of the entire season, uh, even more so than, to me, the quarterback. Uh, and, and the Will McDonald move, you never really want to go into the draft looking and drafting for need. So it's not just that they missed out on the tackle when we all knew that they wanted to take an offensive lineman, and obviously the other teams knew that they wanted to take an offensive lineman. Uh, but they going into the year with that as the plan at uh, at the tackles uh, was that that set them up for failure. That that set them up for failure. So they they've got to fix. They've got to finally fix the offensive line. This is last licks. This is bottom of the ninth time for Joe Douglas. Can you finally put an offensive line together? That's just, I'm not even asking for top five, top 10, just league average, just good. Just five guys who play together for the most part for the entire seat. Can we have that? Instead of the, the rotating door, revolving door, rotating door, whatever, kind of no doors. We need walls. That's what we need. We need wall, no doors. Let's go out to Justin and Tom's River. Justin, you're next up on uh, the Gordon Damer show. Hey, Gordon, thanks for taking my phone call as always. You know, there's a lot of delusional Jet fans out there. You know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm talking with the guy that's screening the calls, and he made up a lot of great points with me when I was bringing him up. You know, this draft is, this whole offseason for the Jets is, is vital. It's either going to go bad or it's, or it's going to go great from this point forward. And, you know, just because we draft an offensive tackle doesn't mean he's going to slide right in and be a Pro Bowl offensive tackle right away. Or even if you draft a wide receiver opposite of Garrett Wilson, it's, everything's going to change. It takes time for these guys to develop. So really what it comes down to this offseason for the Jets is finding these pieces in free agency and trade that are proven commodities that can slide right in and start right away. And, you know, I had a really big problem a couple of weeks ago, Gordon, when, when Woody Johnson came out and gave his vote of confidence for the coaching staff and management before the end of the season. And we saw, we, we knew the season was going down the tanks, obviously, but we've praised solid throughout the whole year that the defense hasn't quit. The last four weeks, the defense has been absolutely horrible. They didn't show up against the Dolphins. They got blown out 30 to nothing. The second half of the Redskins game, they looked horrible. And last week was an absolute disgrace when they showed up in Cleveland in the first half, letting Flacco throw for 300 yards and just ran all over the field, missed tackles. So I thought it was a really big misstep by Woody Johnson, given his vote of confidence for Salah and, and Joe Douglas before the end of the season, regardless if they're coming back or not because Rodgers wants them back. You should have let the, let the season play out to the end. Absolutely, Justin, and thanks for the phone call. I, I brought this point up to uh, – I asked Rich Tamini, like what was the reasoning for announcing this now? Not, forget about whether or not you're bringing him back. Why announce it with a month to go in the season? Were you, were you worried somebody's going to poach either your GM or your head coach? They're under contract. They're going to be here. 
I, I did not understand the reasoning for that. And again, think about the situation you're going into this week. You're going a, a Patriots-Jets. Jets haven't made the playoffs in forever. They've had as disappointing a season as you possibly could have. Every, each and every week, something new has popped up where it's another thing to, to deal with. It's like that meme of, uh, of uh, Joe Pesci from My Cousin Vinny. Is there anything more I can throw on top of it? That's the Jets' season. And, and their coach, completely safe. We know, we've known for weeks he's coming back. Meanwhile, the other guy on the other side with all the Super Bowl rings, he's the guy in What Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Uh, and you're right. Here's where the disconnect comes. This is clearly the, the offseason where you have to attack everything for now. You can't let, This is a win-now situation. So... If you're talking about like a Devontae Adams, which the Jets have already reportedly investigated trying to, to add him, there I would have to assume he's going to be available this offseason or you at least can have conversations. You're talking about future picks. You're talking about you only have so much draft capital this year and you have so many things to fix. You've got to fix the offensive line. You would think that probably in terms of the tackles comes about from a free agent and a high draft pick. You you have to add another weapon on the other side in terms of the receiver. There, there's other things to add as well. You've got to add depth along the offensive line. Um, so, and it depends on, you know, do you lose pieces? What what do you end up losing off this team? So they got a lot of things to fix. And they have some resources to fix those things. But you might have, you have to attack this offseason of win now. And it could hurt you down the road. But. If you're the GM, what do you care about down the road? There's, there's a good chance you're not down the road. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We've put it off long enough, people. Fire up the Knicks siren. Yes, the Knicks are back. The Knicks are back, people. A huge statement performance last night, three in a row. And I said it before, we got to tackle it next. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Any ideas for where this leads? Oh, I, I have a pretty good idea. <laughs> and I, I think this goes into what you were clowning on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. Perhaps uh, a certain real headline that seemed like it was an onion headline. Yeah. Uh, and I think that would be... One Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Uh, same old song and dance because they're bringing back the coach. All the answers are right inside me. Yeah. Um, road to nowhere. It does kind of feel like the Jets are on a road to nowhere. And then the, the story yesterday. I, I, how do you allow that to get out? He's an inspiration, Gordon. I, I mean, the most inspirational. They rally uh, around him. What, what are we talking about? Do you think it was a bad week for that to come out? Maybe I think it's a bad way for any week for that to come out. Yes. Inspirational. Uh, well, who was, uh, what was McCall Hardman voted most likely to succeed? I mean, what are we doing? Imagine the as criteria. An organization. What's the criteria for these votes here? I don't know. Brees Hall came back from a significant injury. Who Garrett, votes on it, too? Who, Garrett Wilson got 1,000 yards with this, the, the quarterback rotation. You want to talk about inspirational. You know what's inspirational? No team member of the team strangled Nathaniel Hackett. That's inspirational. The fact that Roger, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. He's like the supreme leader. He's the supreme leader of the. Aaron, we're taking a vote on who's the most inspirational. They gathered around a circle with candles. Aaron, very odd. Do we give credit to uh, the Dolphins too? 
How 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 so? Well, the 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 dolphins fornicating, you know, got him back quicker. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't want to go down that road. Not the uh, actual not sure. dolphins. Not your team. No. Uh, yeah, I thought my team. I thought you were talking about my team. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't know what's inspirational. He didn't come back. Now it's great that he tried to come back, but there are guys on the team who have come back from significant injuries, and and guys who have been. I would think the most inspirational thing is the guys who have gone out there and have performed week in and week out despite the situation. That's inspirational to me. But apparently not to the Jets. It's all about Aaron Rodgers. 100% of the time. Unbelievable.